0: Thanks for listening. This is Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host Pete Rogers, and we're coming to you today from the Hunters Blend Coffee Studio. This is podcast number 5, and today we'll be talking about planning and executing an out-of-state do-it-yourself style hunting trip.
1: Welcome to Off-Grid with Ralph and Vicky. Podcast dedicated to archery hunting and living the outdoor lifestyle. I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and in today's episode, we're going to discuss planning and executing an out-of-state hunt.
2: Is that what we're doing today, Pete? That's what we're doing today. Right? Okay, I was just checking if that is what we're doing. What, what if we did what we're that one tomorrow? <coughs> yeah, I mean, what? We're just checking. Time. We're just checking. Yeah. 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 We're
0: just making sure that we're doing what you want us Yeah,
2: because you are the host. That's you exactly right. So, you're right. right. So, you know well, what? In- instead of out
0: of state hunting and stuff like that, we should talk about Pete.
2: Wow. We could have some great times. Why are you- Why are you putting your head down so all the Cause listeners can't I can don't trust what you're you, going you to say just- about me. That's how what- do
0: you know? I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know in on one previous podcast <clears throat> we talked about his fans and his
2: batteries. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Two fans. Two fans. I thought he had one, but he has, and two. He has two. Well, fans I do
1: that have five, five children, and they're forced to be my fans. What well, we talked so, about, it, Pete, uh, I want you to know. Yeah. Uh, okay, well there Preception goes perception is
2: ninety-eight percent not reality. Okay? <laughs> I know. I know. Really? You're covering that two percent. Where did you, you Where did you get those? Those those are, numbers. Is listen, that something
0: that you actually listen to know? Listen, we were
2: we were picking on Pete, and now you <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon to pick on me. I was Bro, just wondering. I am you your, your husband. That. I you know should, you are, and
0: I am your wife. Yeah,
2: you yes. should you should back me up no matter <laughs> what. Well, you
1: said so. What are we talking, talking about today. Yes, yeah, you know, doing your Out of state hunts. Out so, of state. So, uh, you know, wherever you're, whichever state you live in, and you want to go hunt somewhere else, it could be the same species. You know, as we said, I'm from South Carolina, so we have small deer, but a lot of guys I know travel to the Midwest, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, Kansas to hunt whitetails. Or, or yeah, they try to have, put their tag
2: on something a little bigger. Yeah, or just to hunt a different
1: place. Different experience. Just yeah. to complete because like I said, it's, it's uh, Hunting here is extremely different than hunting at home because we don't have the ag fields that you have. We don't have the little small woodlots where you know the deer are going to be. Or even if it's for a different species, antelope out west or elk or, you know, even something even bigger. There's a lot that goes into planning and executing an out-of-state hunt. So with that in mind, um, what kind of advice would you give someone to, let's say, where do you start planning, you know, so OK, forth. I'll
2: back it up. I mean, that's how, that's how I personally started. OK, I didn't have the funds. I didn't have the contacts. Um, so, so back then it was way more difficult to do mm-hmm. because, you know, talking to old timers, I, I learned some really quick things and reading articles. One of those things were is be particular. Set set up where what you want to do.
1: Okay, then maybe pick the animal
2: first. Pick the animal first. Okay. Um Check the, you know, pick the
0: animal and the state. When you're picking an animal and the state, also though, is you need to have a budget. Figure out wh- how much money you think you can do because the states, depending on what you're
2: hunting, well, tags alone, tags alone, and when do you apply for them? Yeah. Do you have those funds to apply for them at that given time of right. year? And can you sit with not having those dollars? For three to six months.
1: You know, and so that people understand that, some states require when you apply, say, in February for your elk tag, you have to pay for, for the September. elk tag yeah. then, the full yeah. $500, yes. 600 whatever it is. Right. And then if you're not drawn for the tag, they refund the money.
2: Minus so, a fee. Minus a fee. Minus <laughs> a fee, yes. And then, you know, the other thing for a lot of people that haven't done this at all is there are certain states you can buy preference points. Yes. So, I'm going to repeat that. You can buy yes, preference points. Yes. So, an idea of a do-it-yourself hunt, you start realizing, oh man, I could do it for you know for pennies on a dollar. First and foremost, you're going to find out that licensing alone, you have to have a budget for, like Vicky said. Right. If you're you going, have, with, if, it's
1: yes, really going to
0: be some, <clears throat> some of the states, some of the tags. That's going <clears> to <throat> be your biggest expense.
1: It was mine last year when I went for uh, elk. It was yeah. by far my biggest expense was buying the tax. Sure, man.
2: yeah. You know, and then, then you know, if you really, you know, you're doing your research now. Mm-hmm. Just like we said, you know, you, you pick your state and your animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't don't shoot for the stars when your feet are still on the ground. In other words, if you want to do a western hunt okay. and you've never been out west, why jump out of the gate and go elk hunting when you've the only hunt that you've ever done was from a ground blind or a tree stand for a white-tailed deer? Maybe, you know, go for antelope, go for mule deer, mm-hmm. go for something that you can get acclimated to the the, the new conditions of your hunt. Techniques and everything mm-hmm. be familiar with you know western hunting over you know midwest or eastern hunting or southern hunting, where the average white tailed deer sh- shot at twelve to eighteen yards with archery equipment twelve right. to eighteen yeah. Well, you know, we know for a fact, you know, we've had a bunch of the guys from out west, you know, from Hoyt, from Easton, from everybody come out, you know, from over there. Some of them had their first pin was a 40-yard pin. Their first one? When they came
0: here to hunt whitetails with us in Illinois.
2: This was years and years ago.
0: They were blown away. They're like, what? They're underneath us. They, Yeah. That's just because that's how
2: they but hunt that, out that, 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 that I was what, just shocked uh, by that. Yeah. If the first it, pin
1: would be 40 <clears throat> yards, whereas most Eastern hunters, their last up. pin is 40 yards.
2: They're hunting open right. country. They're hunting, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so each situation is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want everyone to have a great experience. So don't set your goals too high. Okay. Start as a progressive manner and, you know, start saying, okay, I want to start learning and hunting out west. hmm don't jump off, you know, you know what I mean? Because one, a lot of your tags, you know, it's going to take you some some areas. Well, it's going to take you five, ten years.
1: And, oh. and why don't we why don't we uh, just kind of use that as a segue to break this up to uh, um, um, an over the counter tag, right. right? Which means that you can just show up and buy it, buy it, versus a draw tag. Because that, I think those are different planning and strategy tactics. Sure, right. Well, you know,
0: know, well, you can take like the state of Colorado, for example. They have some areas that you got to draw elk tags and then there's some areas that are actually over-the-counter elk tags. Yeah, I've done both
1: of those. Right, so have we actually, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, so I mean, like you made a great point. I mean, if you want to go out there and you want to go hunt elk... You know, and it's your first time going out hunt, hunting elk. Maybe it's best thing to go ahead and go to one of them units where you can buy over the counter tag and not wait ten years to draw that special. Or tag. if something
1: happened in this last minute, right? And you say, "Hey, wait a minute, I, have can, that go. I can go." Flexibility, absolutely. So right. go to a unit where, or to a state where you can get it over the counter. Now let,
2: let's look at that, though. Okay. Let's let's divide that up even a little bit more, Pete. Okay. And that is, you know, you've got a lot of areas that maybe. Have over-the-counter tags. Mm-hmm. Might have a lot of game, but not maybe the dream that you you, you know you, the quality you, of the quality you are expecting. Six by
1: six or a, right, right. So know, don't. So yeah.
2: keep your expectations... ex um expectations. Expe- yeah, that's a big <laughs> word for me. Keep your expectations. In, in the real world, reasonable, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. The the reason some of these other areas are so tough to draw is because maybe it's the trophy, you know, you know, quality, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, so that they're controlling the right. pressure more, right? You know, maybe it's more um, pro- private property. Harder to access. <clears throat> so, so, so there's a lot of variables that, mm-hmm. that can help you make those decisions, right? But just don't jump in, put the buckets on, and jump in. You know what I mean? Because it's, right. you're going to be disappointed.
1: But so if you just want to go for the adventure and get an either sex tag, right. Where you can shoot a where, since we're talking elk, shoot a, you know, a, a anything with four points on one side or a cow, right? Then maybe that's a that's because a, you're going for the experience and for the meat. Right. And, and there's are certain
2: areas that don't even have a restriction on the bull. That's yeah. right. You can shoot That's a spike. Right. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean. Exactly. And you're gonna fill your freezer with some of the best. Uh,
1: some of the best meat. Yeah.
2: And you know, now that my, I mean, my wife's on the right hand side of me, right here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? These, the, there's the other thing. If your wife doesn't hunt, and she sees all this money going out, and nothing comes home. Starts making it a little tougher, you know to what I mean. At the kitchen counter, saying, "Well, honey, you know, yeah, I'm going to take fifteen hundred dollars out of the bank and go elk hunting again." She's like, "Yeah, no, you're not." <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so really, going out there, like you said. Man, if if a cow or a bull, you have have that that option, you score, you bring home the meat, she falls in love with it, the kids fall in love with it. Guess what? You just won the hunting lotto. Yeah. You just got access to do it again, and, 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 again, and, again and, and again and again and again. So yeah. Strategize a little bit here, folks. You know what I mean? Use, yep. you, use so is your use your know what you're doing? That's what I did years ago, absolutely, with you. Really? Yes,
1: ma'am. I'm okay. <clears throat> All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop this for a <laughs> real quick. crazy. All right, so uh, pick your animal. Pick Define your, it. Yep. Yeah, and set your budget. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that you know. But. And some of that you really have to decide your animal first right. before you set your budget. Because a tag for elk may be six hundred dollars in this state and four hundred in another one or
0: uh, or your deer tag may be six hundred in this state and you could get an elk tag in Colorado for the same price.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. Or you know, so like for example, you know, I'll use me as an example. I've been uh, we'll come to the preface points a minute, but I want to do an antelope mule deer hunt. Okay, so knowing that, then my tags ha- are this price and this price. So I've already, that's the minimum I'm going to spend is for those two tags. Right. You know, because the season overlaps at a certain mm-hmm. time. I'm going when I can, keep, when I can do both. Um, so at that point now, um, where does the planning begin? What do you do next? Once you decide that, you decide, uh, you know, I want to go to Wyoming and hunt antelope mule deer. Now what? Where do I want to go, and all those things? My first piece of advice would turn around and
2: now and now call you know, reach out on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, and and the social platforms, and start asking the right questions. Okay, you know, if I'm going elk hunting, give me the bull to cow ratios in unit twenty eight B. Buck to doe ratio. Buck to doe ratios. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because if if it's so out of whack, yeah. you know, right off the bat, Colin's not going to be as You know, as productive as other areas where, you know, you find out, well, it's, you know, two cows to every bull. Whoa, a lot of competition. You you, you know what I mean? So, so, So those are so easy today compared to when I started. You know, when I started, you were writing letters. Pony Express. In, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you know what I mean. You yeah. were writing letters, or tablets. you were you were dialing the phone, or pushing the buttons on a phone that was attached to a wall, and 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 you know calling divisions of wildlife and everything, mm-hmm. and asking them, hey, can you know can, here's the uh, and and the other thing with all that is it's called BLM. Public, you know, a lot Bureau of BLM of land. land Management. Yes, sir. Yeah, opens up a ton of
1: access for hunters, big yeah. time. For the listeners who may not be aware, the Bureau of Land Management, or BLM as it's known, is land that's owned by the federal government and it's it's managed by the Fish and Wildlife Service, I believe, um, and it is available for public use. And now we're going to tell something that some landowners are going to hate us for. What's that? Because
2: there are landowners that actually have surround BLM land. Yes. Did you see our
0: current president and Zinke, the uh,
1: secretary of Uh, the... Right. They're actually getting
0: ready to sign... A, um, a program to allow access through private property to purchase access to those back countries, millions of acres, millions, lot, millions of lot landlocked. Of they cannot landlocked get into BLM. it. And there's
1: millions of them in there. Doing my cyber scouting on my Wyoming antelope milder hunt, I've been seeing all this. There's BLM press releases just as, pat, just as pat, completely yep. surrounded by ranches. Yeah, like, how can I get there? You know, because the, they're.
2: They're supposedly working on it right yep. now. That oh. is so. going to make things, that's going to make dreams come true okay. for so many hunters. So back to your BLM and, yep. and, and so and, forth. And, and, and research your BLM land, you know, and, and the other thing too is, you know, pay attention. Now you can go, and instead of looking at topo map, and we talked about this on other podcasts, you can go get sat, satellite imagery right on your laptop, That's on right. your phone, on your phone. Fo- yeah. I need laptop because yeah, screen. Yeah, bigger screen. So you can see yeah, it so better. I, can see I, it. I get that. Yeah. But, but you can, you can pre-scout never be in there, but you're a hunter. I don't care if you're a hunter from the East coast, North, South, wh- wherever you are, you're a hunter. You know, the three things, food, cover and water. You can look at a satellite image and say, okay, well look at this. Here's wow. Zoom in. Look at that. There, there's a there's a water hole there. Mm-hmm. Lock it down with the coordinates. Right. You've never been there. You can actually pinpoint certain things that you know will help you become more successful. Absolutely. Put them on your GPS. When you get there, hit you know, hit your one of your waypoints. Yeah. It'll take you right there. Do your scouting, do everything, instead of walking, you know. Miles, and miles I mean, you're walking blindly you're without, walking blind. without
1: that. Well, that's huge for yeah, kids. Especially when you have only five <clears throat> days to hunt or six days to hunt. Yeah. You're spending three days just trying to figure out where you are. You hadn't even found the game yet, and now you got two days to actually hunt.
0: And, you know, and you're talking about technology and satellite images and stuff, and when we were just talking about, you know, like just going on to the different, you know, fishing games and just to check, see what's going on. That actually there's also, I mean, social media, most of the states nowadays have, you know, like hunting Colorado or, you know, I love hunting Colorado or whatever. The There's a bunch of different Facebook pages, social media pages that you can go on, type in a question, say, hey, I was looking at the difference between this unit and this unit. Can anyone give me some input? And people are willing yeah. to give input on it. And
1: hunting forums do that as well. Yes, some and I'll of the website forums for people right. you can go in and, and, and discuss. And
2: you'd be amazed at how many friends. Not you know, right. I, I shouldn't say that. How many people you can end up meeting that become friends, right. out of state mm-hmm. that have hunting land, and says, "Hey, you guys make a connection online. You were, you know, the girls or the yep, guys like swap." And, and next thing you know, they're coming to hunt with you in, in Carolina, and then you're hunting with them in Wyoming. Now, That's I, how I killed
1: my moose in Alaska, doing that. I met somebody who knew somebody, and we hit up a friendship. He came and hunted with me and bowfished. fished. From Alaska, and he invited me to go moose hunting with him. So, so I you went got there the better deal and, so, out of so that, that one. Yeah,
2: oh yeah, I <laughs> and I killed a moose. Good job. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, so so, mm-hmm. so use this to your advantage. Right. Absolutely right. use it. You okay. know, and, and you know, I mean, that's that's probably the most sound advice that we could give anybody. You know, and, and research and, that, and talk that. to people and research. The other and talk thing to with people. that internet and and to me is is. You can't even, <laughs> the importance of it. And that is getting all your regulations. Like, for example, if you go on a do it yourself, you don't realize that you might need a camping permit. Right. A lot of people, oh, heck, it's, it's, I, I pay taxes on this. I don't need,
1: you I'm might. part of
2: this land Or an order. ATV
1: permit. Yeah. I didn't know that to me. Or your it. ATV
2: has to be permitted.
1: Yes. You
2: you, you, you yes. need a license on it. So you have to pay another 50 or 60, but I don't know what it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or you, you can't even ride, you, you've seen these electric bikes now. Um. There, there are certain areas you, that you, you can't even ride an electric
1: car. If it says foot traffic it, only, it means foot, foot traffic tra- only. Yes. That so, means so, so. bicycles, horses, none of that's allowed.
2: So, so, so there are a lot of things mm-hmm. that go into... You know, figuring yes. out where, what, and how you want to do it. And that. that's why it's so overwhelming, which is the reason You're we're sure having this
1: podcast. So, you know, uh, is that, you know, because we could do, we could really break this up into a lot of ways, but trying to keep some kind of focus on it is, is, uh, um, yeah, let's just stick to one, maybe one animal, one state. And then from there we can, because we're kind of jumping all over the place. Right. But that's a very valid point is that a lot of the BLM land, a lot of the Forest Service land and and Fish and Wildlife land is it's foot traffic only. That means when you get to the gate, you have to walk the rest of the way, and it may be a 50,000-acre parcel, you know. And so it's for a lot of guys, that's like, that's overwhelming. I need to get in there, and I have to walk all the way to there. Well, there's other,
2: like, I believe it's ranches for wildlife. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have private private ranches yeah. that open themselves up. Yeah, every state calls that differently, though. Yeah, but, that's them. what I'm saying, right? But, but, yeah. but they open it up that you can go and hunt there. Mm-hmm. You know, just because yeah. they're they're getting certain benefits from the state or the, you know what I mean? Yeah, and vice versa. So yeah. so th- there's a lot of things that you can do yeah. to to better your opportunities. Right, but right. it starts right from home. And the eagerness to start doing research. That's exactly right. Yeah. Don't be it afraid is. of it, because no. you're right, it is overwhelming. Yeah. But you know, back then, you know, back when when I started, it was I mean, you wrote letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried typing, but yeah, I don't type really you know what I mean? Yeah. It was faster
1: to, to write
2: or print, I should say. Yeah, print you know, letters. But,
1: yeah, or you, you would dial the phone. You'd call mm-hmm. up and you'd say, hey, you know. So, and, but but nowadays, I mean, we can still write letters via email, email. Via email. email, and we can search online, and we can find stuff. But there again, to keep from being overwhelmed, what, what's worked for me as a you know mm-hmm. a fairly novice in this is just go into the, the DNR website. Yeah. Because yep. so, so, most of these, especially Western states, are very user-friendly. Like uh, I know in Colorado there's a tab that says, um, planning your elk hunt in Colorado. And it's a checklist of things that that you need to do. Start with your budget and your license and which which zone do you want to hunt and all these kind of things. Um, One of the issues I ran into years ago was, do I want to fly or drive? You know, for, for a lot of people, it's a time thing. I only have one week off, so I need to fly. Now what can I take with me? As opposed to when you drive, you can take a lot of stuff with you.
0: We'll be right back with more of Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by Beeman Arrows. Beaman is considered one of the world's innovators of carbon arrow technology. Beaman continues at the forefront of the industry by developing new methods and processes, forever improving their products. Beamin Arrows are used by pros and sportsmen alike for their perfect balance of speed, durability, consistency, strength, and value. Beaming Carbon Arrows, made in the USA and purely American. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee studio. Now let's get back to the show.
2: Well, I'll tell you, if, you know, even if you're going to fly on a, a, a do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. You're going to end up finding out you're going to spend a heck of a lot more money.
1: But it may be a time issue. No, no I know. I'm mean, going to know.
2: have to run a car. I'm uh, telling cars, you. To but get you only to have get it, yeah. one week off No, of no, vacation. I know people. But what I'm saying is, you know, most people, the reason they're trying to do it yourself, you, you know, one is the budget money. constraints. Mm-hmm. You, you start flying. You really, how are you going to pack all that food? Uh, you you know, there, And how a, are you going to get it home? Yep. So, so, so yep. there's, you know. there's a you know, a whole lot of. Things that you really, again, you need to sit down and iron it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, here's maybe this will be some tips for guys that have to fly because only have five days. Um, did one three years ago. We flew out uh, and we had to rent a car, but then we had a grocery list. Mm-hmm. Went straight, we got when the airport straight to the grocery store. This is our meals for each day. Bought everything. You're right. It was a lot more expensive than the next time I drove out, but we were strict time constraints. Bought all of our food, went out and hunted, you know, had a good time and, and so forth. But um, when we killed something, how do we get everything home? Right. That became a huge obstacle. And it dawned on us, so we mailed or shipped our suitcases home.
0: And took the cooler home with me.
1: Took the cooler <laughs> home. Checked the cooler with meat in it as yep. luggage, overweight luggage. Yep. Had to pay a fortune for that. But right. that's how we got around that. Was how do we get the how do we yep. get the meat home? Was we actually just went to the the local shipping store. I don't remember what the name of it was. And we right. said send this suitcase home. Put it in a box. Paid. Twenty dollars and had it shipped home, and that way we could fly our meat home. Yeah. So that's an that's an option for people mm-hmm. as well. That's going to be yeah. more money. It is more money. It's just more money. It was money. a lot more money.
2: You know, and the other the, there's the other option. Mm-hmm. Even though you, you know you want to do it, you know a DIY, You want to do it yourself. There's a lot of outfitters mm-hmm. that set up. Drop camps. Okay, Let's define a they, drop camp. Okay, a drop camp. Depending on the area, the situation, the animals that you're hunting, they may set up the wall tent. They may have your kitchen in there. They may they you might have to pay more money, and they could supply it with food. But a lot of them have the you know a tent camp or whatever, and all you, you're you're not paying for a guide. Okay. No, you're
0: still doing it yourself. Yes. the I mean, we um up in Alaska. <clears throat> With Wade up at Renfro's, he did. He was <coughs> doing drop cans. Obviously, there's certain animals you, you need a guide in Alaska for, right. but it was caribou mm-hmm. and moose because two of our guys here went moose hunting without a guide. Yep. But they go, they drop you off, and you basically pay the pilot, the the company. Wade, for example, has his mm-hmm. plans and he flies them out there with Renfro's, but it's your It's Wade. an air charter
2: service. It's an right. air charter service.
0: But they're going to already have the tent set up on there for you. That's huge. So it is huge because they're going to go ahead and drop <coughs> you off, and then you're done. I mean, it's your responsibility. They're going to come back in 10 days or whatever it was that's supposed to be, and that's how it's going to be. You're going to have to get that moose to wherever that plane can pick it up and so stuff like that. you're doing it on that. your own, but they
1: have all the equipment you. are doing it on your you. own,
0: but they have it set up for you. Yeah. And so actually, it's going to
2: cost a little more money. Right. Yeah. But... When you sit down, just like you sat down on your last trip with that and calculated all of the expenses, mm-hmm. you might find that that style of a do-it-yourself drop camp deal mm-hmm. with an outfitter or something or an air charter service right. mm-hmm. might be the other way to go for it. Right.
1: So really, really, there's three options. Completely by yourself. Right. Right. You know, or the hybrid of the <laughs> mm-hmm. DIY or hire an outfitter. But we're not going to talk about that so, today. Right. No. We're just talking yeah, about yeah. the DIY guy who's going to go out and do it on his own. Yeah. Yeah. um uh, So, yeah, that's a good option, you know, is a is a drop camp. I guess in, if you're not going somewhere as far as Alaska, you're going somewhere in the Rockies. There's a lot well, of actually, elk well, camps. Well, there's then, and
0: Michelle, Yep, Eichler's full draw. They have a, an elk <clears throat> drop camp. Okay. The tents set up on the
2: other side of a. They rail. actually go a step further. They they set everybody up on water holes. Oh, really? They, so they show elk and deer and everything. So and they you know Fred fr- they'll put lines up or something. So so there you you. Many outfitters will structure the, if you tell them A different price. here's what I can structure. do here's okay. what I can here's afford my budget and Absolutely. this is my time frame,
1: what can you give me for that yep, see, that's don't a be good afraid option.
2: to ask that
1: see that's an option that a lot of people wouldn't think about nope. is, is right. they think outfitter means guided hunt you know, $8,000 versus a drop camp where the outfitter Two provides $2,500 or yeah. whatever it may be yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and that may be a lot more affordable for a lot of people but if you're doing it completely on your own yep. I know like uh, a couple years ago Five of us drove out to Colorado, 30-hour drive, but you're rotating drivers nonstop. You know, we get there, we set up our wall tents, we start scouting, trying to find right. everything. Um, one of the things that eastern hunters run into in the west is our state has four game zones.
0: There's like the a mile entire of game state. Zones.
1: You go to Colorado, there's 487 game <laughs> zones, and your license is for 186 only.
2: Only,
1: or it's one eighty-six. And the boundaries aren't
2: roads. <laughs> Not here. Oh, no. here's the big thing. they're all over the place. Today, today, mm-hmm. there are numerous apps mm-hmm. that literally have the lines drawn mm-hmm. on, on, on your phone. You know what I mean? There is no property. excuse. Not in today's world. Anybody. To not go and get yourself that app if you're going out there or even if you're hunting at home. If you have a question on property lines, guys, I mean, folks, there's no reason why you don't get and, and there's not just one. There's numerous. There there's, numerous ones, there's out, numerous there. ones <coughs> out there. Ones yes, out there now. Take yeah. advantage of their th- their their yeah. knowledge and technology, and have that with
1: you. Right. I was using one on this last elk hunt, and uh, priceless. And the guy said, "We've been hunting over here." I said, "Bo, that's in a different game zone." He said, "Are you sure?" I pulled it up and said, "Look, the blue dot is us. This right. is, this road that we're riding on is the line." He said, "I thought that ridge was the line." I'm like, "See."
2: Now that do-it-yourself just cost
1: you a whole lot more. They war ward saying, "Do <laughs> And you lost your elk, and you lost everything. You lost yeah. opportunities. That's exactly right. For, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So,
2: so, and we don't—we're not trying to scare of you. Yeah, I mean, no. we're not trying, but we want you to be knowledgeable. Right. And so, right. So, so that experience, that first time experience, is a great memory. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, right. I mean, and, and so, so we're just bringing up the points.
1: To help. All right, so let's uh, let's change gears a little bit and talk about something. Let's say that's uh, closer, not as extravagant as an elk or a mule deer hunt in the west. Let's say that you're from uh, Georgia and you want to go hunt bigger whitetails. So You want to go to Indiana, Illinois, Kansas. Is it the same process? Absolutely. Or is it a little bit different process because um, first you've got to find the the, the
2: accessible land. Okay. Some you, you know some, I mean?
0: some states are going to have more public land
2: <clears throat> than, than others, else. for right. sure.
0: And then, again, you got to go back to budget, too. Illinois mm-hmm. and Iowa, whitetail tags. Just your deer Non-tags tags are going to cost you over 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: they're expensive. They're
0: expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing archery right <laughs> now, if you're doing archery in Illinois as a non-resident, it's over the counter. You can go into any facility, any retailer that it's sells them. It's still $486. <laughs> Actually, it's a hair more than that, isn't it?
1: No, I think that's what Is it that was. Is that what it was? Okay. I He yeah, so so that for a he just bought it. I, I just bought it, so I have to do the math. Yeah, but but I think you made it but, but to 46. Yeah, but you're
0: like 500 yeah, you know. I, $500 for okay. your I was almost 6
2: But like P was saying, you, you know what I mean? You, you're trying to compare things, and now they're not traveling as far, so yeah. you maybe you right. can throw a little bit right. more money it, it, into you know the what I mean? Tag. That's right. The majority of what you're looking at in the Midwest— Oh, all right mm-hmm. and down south you pro- most people may not have the camping facility or they don't right. have a camper so now you may jump into a motel or hotel start figuring out those costs all and right. a lot of these you know state lands anything near near and around it during prime time hunting seasons are booked so don't waste don't. time. If you know this is what you're going to do, you found your you know your location, you know how you're going to buy your tag, whether right. it's over the counter or you know whether it's applying for. Start really
1: doing your Medical research. Reservations at hotels yes. or campgrounds. If, you, right? if, Absolutely. if there is a campground within 20 miles and you want to drive back and forth, you've got to make your reservations six, eight months, a year in advance. Right, we, because, we've right. grown
2: up right here, okay? okay. And, and I mean, in come Illinois. shotgun season, it's crazy you, you you'll see trucks parked on sides of the road you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. from from the carolinas from tennessee from you know colorado i mean you they, yeah. they're 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 doing the same thing out west to come hunt the whitetails here right as you, you know as we're going out there yeah. so, so, and, so, and
0: you have to realize
2: too is like of course there's outfitters <clears throat> in these states as well mm-hmm. just like there are
0: out west right. and the thing is is like you were saying like making reservations there's certain places, I mean, when we used to hunt down there in Pike, you oh. would go to some of them little towns and they have, the rest of the year they're dead, but during gun season here in Illinois, and you know, some of the archery during <clears> rut, they'd <throat> be booked, but they would have... What, ten Usually November ten Halloween hotels. on. Halloween on. These <coughs> hotels are booked solid and it's not necessarily by do-it-yourselfers. Outfitters are getting these rooms as well. So, so if you're going to go people down place cheaper. That people stay. Yeah, so if you're going down to like the Shawnee National Forest in Southern <coughs> Illinois and you're thinking, well, there should be no problem down there. It's a giant national forest. I should have, there's outfitters down there. You <clears> need to really be prepared ahead of time and make reservations and do do your due diligence right. so that you're not you don't just drive up and go. Oh, I can get a hotel room. No. Yeah. No, yes. you can't. Yeah. yeah.
2: Again, it goes right back then down to the first opening statement. Research. Yeah.
1: Yeah. research. 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 But uh, well, but the research may not let you know. I got to book this hotel right. nine months in advance. No, I get, that's, that's why we're bringing advance. up these points, but yeah, you, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Is to do
2: your research, and we're trying so that, to give right. you the little tidbits of, of information right. to say,
1: oh, I didn't think of that. Now, a lot right. of outdoor writers, of which I'm one, when you read about this, they're going to say, oh they're still writing about the good old days when you could just pull up to a farmer, knock on his door and say, Hey, Mr. Farmer, I'm Pete from South Carolina. I want to hunt some deer on your land. Is that still possible anymore? Or is that just a good old days that have gone? There, there are certain areas
2: that it's, it's acceptable, you know, that, that it's still going on. Okay. It's tougher. Don't kid yourself. It's tougher. You know, in the late eighties, early nineties, Vicky and I were doing seminars and we're telling people we're already, then we're talking about guys. Don't be afraid of this word lease, leasing, because you're going to see it happening more and more. Cattle prices were down pig price, hog, you know, hog prices yeah. were down Ag was, was down. Mm-hmm. These people have to do something to try to make more money off their that's land. Right. I mean that's, that's right. their that's what they have. That's their business. Yeah. So, you know, we saw leasing and, and people you you mentioned leasing. Oh oh yeah, a bunch of rich people for, no. No. Buddies that, that all pulled together and said, Listen, I I got five hundred bucks. Almost like if, hunt clubs like you yeah, were talking about. If ten exactly. of us get that's together that's home, five yeah. grand, we could lock up some land. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are are we for it? We're not for it or against it. We're not. I mean, we're just trying to bring up the reality of that's life right. today.
1: And what's interesting is that is that I know guys in South Carolina where I'm from who lease land in Ohio yeah, oh, yeah. and Please. lease land in Kentucky and lease land in, uh, I think it was Kansas. I was like, well, that's a long way to go. Yeah, but it's ours. And we go there for one week out of the year and we go hunt. Yeah.
2: So getting, let's just say it cost them two grand, okay, yeah, a year. Per person. All right. Yeah. The average hunt's gonna cost them thirty five to forty five hundred bucks. That's right. They're already a step ahead, plus it's theirs, and they got they familiarity. And, yes, yeah,
1: yeah, then, yeah.
2: You know, they talk to the landowner. Maybe they could put their own food plots in. That's right. They hang their own stands. Mm-hmm. That's what I love.
1: And they're trusting the landowner to keep trespassers off during right. whenever they're not there, and all those kind of <laughs> things. If you have a good that, that good relationship, then you can do things like that. You so know, and there's the other there's thing. You nail it, relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Just because you lease the land, you give them some money. Don't think just calling them once a year the day before you get there. Is worth it. That's right. Communicate with them all year long. You that's know what right. I mean? Yeah. Wish him happy birthday when it. Send them a, a Christmas cake. card. Whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, but but don't be afraid of that because even if you're doing it yourself, and that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. is understand that communication
1: will earn respect. Yeah, and and uh, just being old-fashioned neighborly. Yep, yeah, yeah. You know, just being respectful to them and understand that's their land and not leaving trash behind yeah. and not. Open a not, gate, close a gate. And not destroying their roads, don't drive through their fields. Yeah. Well, we would consider common sense. A lot of people say, hey, I'm leasing, I can use it how I want to. Right. And they leave it in the mess and they wonder why the rancher or farmer won't lease it to them next year. But if you build a good relationship, and somebody else shows up and offers them more money. They say, you know what? I trust these guys. There you go. Yep. So uh, the money, you know. you earn the respect. You've that earned level. it, and you're going to get to come back year after year after yep. year. Huge. So, so there's a, um, what, when it comes to, uh, when you're doing these trips, I know one thing that I've done is I've overpacked often, <laughs> you know, because you're trying to prepare for oh, the, yeah. for the, for everything. The, for everything. Um and, and there's things that I would say all right I've all I've, I've taken this three times I've never used it why do I take it again so are there things Boy, does that sound
2: familiar uh, at me for are
1: there <laughs> things that you could recommend or not recommend and as, as far as things like that or back to the research again
2: well no I, I think both ways number one is you know you, you're gonna you're gonna pack probably if it's your first time ever doing it you're gonna pack about six months before you leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're gonna fidget with it every other month until you leave and Done then that. about the about 10 days to two weeks before you leave you will probably repack every night you, you, you know what i mean yeah
1: and you're gonna take and put stuff in. In, yeah. out and, yep.
2: and you're gonna fidget with your equipment and you're gonna do do all this stuff to me that's part of the fun is all that and anticipation that's where i was leading to pete is is you know what that's part of it Yep.
0: we'll be right back with more of ralph and Vicky's off-grid podcast with your host pete rogers
2: This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by Traditions. Traditions has the most extensive line of muzzleloaders in the industry. From brake action, to bolt action, to classic guns, and even muzzleloading pistols. There is truly something for everyone. Additionally, Traditions muzzleloaders are available at all different price range. So there is a gun for every budget. Traditions muzzleloaders moving forward with performance, value, and quality.
0: Welcome back to Ralph and Vicki's Off-Grid Podcast with Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee studio. Now let's get back to the show.
2: Don't think you're doing something that no one else is doing because they'd be lying to you. Yeah. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll find your favorites. Absolutely. You're going to find your favorite pants, your shirts, your sweaters, your yep. insulated underwear, your boots. You're going to have your favorite. And mm-hmm. once you get to that... You you will see your you will see your bag that took three people to carry and put in the pickup truck mm-hmm. is one person and you're putting a shit strap on it and you're throwing it in there. You, yeah. you, you, know, know. you
1: know what I mean? I know, but I mean I've even gone so far as to set up the tent and take it down and set it up because I may get there in the dark if I'm right. driving thirty hours. I may arrive in the dark and I got to get my tent set up. So I've I've even set it up in the dark. OCD. It is a little OCD. <laughs> No, uh, listen. But I'm coming I'm there, from three hundred foot elevation to nine thousand no, foot I elevation, I'm, 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 and, I'm, you know, know, it's, it's called issues. being
2: prepared. You know, it's yeah. like one of our past past podcasts, and I'll bet you we didn't I, we didn't even talk about it with the ground blinds. Okay, set your ground blind up, get familiar with it, but more than anything, shoot out of it. Yes. We didn't even talk about the netting or yeah. anything. You, no, you, we didn't. No, no we, we didn't. didn't. Yeah. And, and shame on us, but that's, that'll come another one. You, okay. you know what I mean? Yes. But the thing is, is get familiar, get acclimated to all of your equipment. Because when you're starting to do those types of, uh, of
1: adventures, mm-hmm.
2: you. You're, you're going to learn yeah, the proper on that,
1: ways I using. talked with a fellow, you know, here we are, digressing a little bit, but I think it's important, and he said, I'm backpacking in 14 miles to the water hole I want to an antelope plant. I'm sleeping in my ground blind. My ground blind yep. is my tent. Yep. So he's just staying in his ground blind, using that for his tent, which I thought, what a great idea. Don't take a tent, just sleep in your ground blind and then move everything out of the way, and now you're hunting. You know, be a little claustrophobic, be in it for a week at a time. But I'm going to tell you another thing now. Uh We talked about ground blinds and
2: and making makeshift blinds. You you know what I mean? Right. On a situation like that, I would I would absolutely be weighing that ground blind and yeah. I would be weighing my one man single bibby tent that weighs probably ten pounds less or twelve yeah, pounds less pounds, yeah. than that ground blind. So yeah. so again you know what I mean. There That's are right. there are things yep. that I you, yeah. think about it. You have to, and you and, and to. again with your equipment, have a scale there. Vicki and I have scales everywhere. That we when we turn around, we start weighing our gear. Mm-hmm. We double check it, and and you will find, for, for example, you know, Plano. We've we've used our Plano boat cases forever, years and years. Mm-hmm. We have we have multiple cases okay. for our same boat. Right. depending on where we're going where we're, we're going taking. where our
1: weight limits are if you're in a float plane they weigh every we thing. End up every down thing.
2: but the other thing too on a float a lot of float planes won't take a hard case yeah so now you take your hard case on the regular flight but we have a soft case inside so once you get in you're jumping in that cub that super cub. they take the they take the hard case they leave it at the hangar and your bow is protected in a soft case. So there are a lot of little things See, and, and those things are later, you know, yeah. but, but, but again, that's why we're, that's why we're doing this is that's we right. want to, we just want to try yes. and help other people be successful because yes. we've been there, we've done it and we've made a lot of mistakes yes. and we've learned from
1: them. I'll tell you a mistake I made on that, talking about the cases was <clears throat> I didn't know when you flew with a bow case, it had to have key locks on it. I thought since it was a bow I knew with, with guns it did. It didn't have to have key locks on it. So I'm running through the airport trying to find luggage locks for my bow case because they would not they would not allow it to get on the plane unless it's there were locks locked. on it. And you pay a premium for luggage locks in the airport. Buddy. So they your
2: budget again. <laughs> there you your know budget I mean? again.
1: It's like $30 for a little suitcase lock in the airport because they got you. They got you. know, you. that's a very, I mean, there's little things like that that, that uh, I think talking to people, researching again, but research is a big area, but talking with people who've done it, um, uh, get on those forums or on some of those websites and looking for those, the little tips and uh, uh, tactics that other people or mistakes people have made that can make it better for you. I and swear. again,
2: to try to get the name of the local game warden, contact contact he or she. You'd mm-hmm. be amazed at the w- wealth of knowledge that they have. They, I mean, that's what they do every day. They're out in the bush right. somewhere, you know, doing it. Yeah. And and a lot of them. Are very accessible and are willing. They want you to succeed. Right, right. So, so I mean, don't hesitate. A lot of hunters see
1: game wardens as the villain, yeah, the bad guy. No, when we, it's really the exact opposite. Exactly, they're trying to protect the thing we love so much. Yeah, hearing. Period. But, but for a lot of people, they see a game warden as as the bad guy, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're not.
2: And you know what that might be a, that might be another good topic. That'd be a really good. Yeah. topic. we'll call as one as of our know. local
1: game wards or a couple of them. Bring him and in. Bring
2: them in and and just you know, just take his brain. Yeah. yeah. Just chat with them.
1: That's a three-minute podcast.
2: (laughs) No, no, that'd be a great one.
1: Yeah, we'll do that really soon. Yep, we'll do that really soon. Is there anything else that you can add to for the guy or gal who wants to go out of state to hunt and and uh, Uh,
2: learn your equipment? And now, what I'm saying by that, you know, your weapon of choice. You know, if if you're gun hunting, if you're bull hunting. You better know how to put a new string on. You better know how to replace your sight or your quiver. You better know these things with your gun. You better know how to fix your bolt or, or, you know, you you know what I mean? You better understand these things. It's almost like you were just talking about putting up your tent in the dark. Yeah.
0: Make but, sure you know everything that you need, you know, should right. something happen.
2: you. you treat Bring an you extra stumble. arrow rest. Yeah, Bring you, a release, another release. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Right, mm-hmm. right. A portable bow press is very important. You have a release. You have one always on, just like I do, and one in your pack.
1: Absolutely. Yep, I have one in my pack as well. Um, but a portable bow, bow press <laughs> is something that's really important. I mean, and com- you
2: know what else? <laughs> First aid kit.
1: <laughs> <Huh>. Compound sheeters <laughs> don't think about what happens... In the bush, if my bow falls apart, or if I have to, if it, if a uh, if cable comes fall. off the cam, or yeah, it takes yeah. a fall. Um, that's why you need the extra.
2: And if you're if you're looking at weight, instead of taking a whole Allen wrench set, take the take the sizes that are specific to your needs. Right. You know, you know what I mean. Yes. Every ounce. Like, if you're flying somewhere, every ounce is a big thing. Or if you're backpacking.
1: Yep. (laughs) I've even taken my toothbrushes and cut half the handle off to save space and and weight.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean,
1: you got to do what you got to do.
0: The one time we went to Alaska, we ended up going on the airplane that was post-delivery. Yeah. They actually delivered the mail on a Super Cub. Well, I guess it was a little bit bigger than a Super Cup because we were both 206. on 206. Like a 206 or something? Or, yeah, 206. And not only did they weigh our bags. But us. Everything. We had to get on the scale with them. Boots, everything. So the smaller you are, the more gear you get to bring.
1: And we did that God. in Canada. We, we did that with Fern in Canada. If we had to get on the scale, I'm like, Good yeah. gosh, I shouldn't have eaten breakfast. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, every
0: bit of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I remember one float plane guy said, why are you weighing everything? So we know how much fuel to put in the plane. I'm like, how much fuel? Fill the and thing, thing up? <laughs> and I mean, balance. come on. They need you know, balance. They, they want to make sure it's not too yeah. heavy. There's a lot yeah, of things. I know, but don't cut fuel. <laughs> they want to make sure they can get off the water, though. <laughs> <They>
2: <laughs> Know if it's a heavy load how much fuel they're going to burn, and they know if it's a light load they know know how much fuel. Well, I know
1: that, but for the novice, it's scary to think I'm not going (laughs) to put quite enough gas in it to get you there. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no (laughs) doubt. Okay. Well, one of the main reasons that that we wanted to do this was to be encouraging. To people who are thinking that, well, I've always wanted to go to Illinois and hunt deer. I've wanted to go to Colorado or Wyoming and hunt, and but I just can't afford it. I can't do it. Is it? Is it really is affordable. Um, it may take some planning. Well, it will take some planning. Right. It'll take some budgeting. Uh, but, you know, I can remember my moose hunt that we mentioned. I paid for the entire trip by saving my change for two years. <clears throat> When I went and bought a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola or a soda, got to say that, uh, and it cost a uh, $1.50, I'd give two bucks. I'd get the change. It went in a jar. I saved my change for two years and paid for the entire trip with that. that you must Air drink Fair, a lot of soda. Bags, well, <laughs> I don't drink hardly any soda nowadays, but, but uh, whatever it was. I just saved my change. And so I think that the point there is it's a lot more affordable than you realize. You just got to plan for it. Everything's attainable. Yep. If you put your money it really to is. it and, and if it you really put is. the effort to,
2: to do it, you, you can attain these goals. You, you know, here, here's a good example. Sheep hunt. Oh, my gosh. I'll never be able to afford that. <laughs> uh, okay, Okay?
1: Mm-hmm. That's expensive.
2: Uh, everyone, uh, you know, the full coral ram or something like that. that big old Rocky Mountain. bighorn. Yeah, yep. Do you know... They have a ton of U permits. Female sheep hunts very do-it-yourself. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they have quotas just just like your rams, and they're way easier and more accessible, and incredibly cheaper. You can experience sheep hunting. Yes, it's not going to be a ram. Who cares? The experience, the, everything about it is right there at your, your reach. Exactly. you within got my brain reach. spinning a lot of different directions now. Colorado, was, right now. Yeah. Right now, right where our little cabin is, you can go pretty much and, and sheep hunt. Now, again, you, you know what I mean? Who cares? I'm sheep hunting.
1: If it's a youth. I'm sheep okay. hunting.
2: And the meat, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah.
1: So don't I just. I bet you could do that for goats and everything else too, couldn't you? Anything and everything. Dang, there, Well, my wheels are spinning where, like crazy right now. You know, like.
2: where, where we hunt in Utah, yeah. it is a private hunt, a ranch a private mm-hmm. hunt. You know, Curl Ranch Outfitters. Okay, it's, it's free. It's
0: the uh, free roam. Free roam. Oh no, it's, it's, all, not, it's yeah. not like a high fence. No, thing. no, it's right. called the Curl Ranch just because it's a cattle ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. And and the it's to ranch. clarify that, and that's that for it's the just the K, just, right? Curl
2: Ranch. Yes, they get they get so so many cow vouchers
1: okay now Elk. 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 yeah
2: you can go and again this is not i mean this is a guided hunt two or three day hunt any time of the season with any weapon for cow elk for cow elk for a little over a thousand dollars oh my goodness you can go out there hunt shoot a cow free, if you so. want a bow hunt you try bow hunting, and let's just say you're you, you're on your third hunt, you know what I mean, your third day, and you really just haven't, you've seen them, but you couldn't get within bow range because it's your first time ever being out west, you didn't have, you, you could take a gun and, and get your cow. So you fill the freezer. It goes back to our original conversation when we started this podcast about Winning over the family because you're taking dollars from them to go do what you love to do. Yeah. Now there's so many opportunities out there that are very affordable. Mm-hmm. And going on a private land hunt like that,
1: your success rate Increases rapidly, and that's called a landowner permit.
2: Yeah, it's well, it's a voucher, it's a cow voucher. Okay. other states have it, you know what I mean, well, but they make yeah, it. Accessible. And that's where I got
1: that is each state may call it something different: yes, landowner sir. permit, landowner tags, yeah. landowner vouchers. Yeah. But the uh, the mm-hmm. the person that owns the property because of depredation, right. if, uh, yeah. then, then they're allowed a certain number of quota. Tags yep. is what we call them at, at yep. home. Quota tags. Okay, what a great opportunity! Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that uh, I, hopefully this podcast has uh, has broadened the horizons for a lot of hunters. Let them see that they can do it. That there's a lot of uh, uh, um, opportunity out there, whether it's in the Midwest or the West or even in the South. Okay. In right. our state, we have a. Um, Surprisingly, since our deer aren't very big, but we have a lot of out-of-state hunters come to South Carolina. One is our season opens so early, and we have liberal limits. But, it, you know, you don't have to go far no nope. to still have the same experience. You know, and it's about that lifestyle. It's about continuing on and broaden your adventures and your horizons and doing things that maybe you don't get to do.
2: And let's throw another little learning thing for for everybody, okay? A lot of people especially want to dream about Big Illinois white-tailed deer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, and everybody goes after that time, that prime time, the rut, pre or post, but the rut is where right. almost all of your outfitters have, and your your state lands, are literally bombarded at that given time. Okay. After it, it's over, after the shotgun seasons are over, they're still weeks, if not a month, of prime hunting. You'd be amazed at how many opportunities, especially, Pete, with outfitters Mm -hmm. and estate lands that are open to the public. Hotel rates are cheap. They plummet. Wait, they plummet. Yeah. Every there's no more competition. There's no more pressure. You can move in, locate your good food sources, if you're hunting, you know, you're looking at state land and you see this, you see your fr- edge of that timber of, of the north side of that big national forest butts up to ag. Guess where I'm going? Late season. I am going to go to that line, that borderline, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hunt the one thing that it's, it's drawn everything to, a food source. I got no pressure. No one's there. It's cold. And I still have phenomenal
1: hunting. You're talking about mostly December? In January, December and January, yes, sir. Because some states, this uh, the tail season extends into January. Right, right. Others stop at January. Our, Illinois stands collect- normally like around the fifteenth of January or something.
2: Okay, all right. You, you, know, you know what yeah. I mean? But, yeah. but and also at that time, there's a whole lot of outfitters that most of their guides are gone.
1: You know what I mean? Because Because
2: that big rush just... They have that big lodge they're paying for. Yeah, they're
1: empty. They need bodies.
2: They turn around and the same hunt, which actually I believe is even better hunting than the rut. See, it's great to put you in a stand and you see the big buck running and chasing, but you never get an opportunity. You you know what I mean? I do. I know very well. But, (laughs) but... Come late season, there's only one thing that that buck has on mind:
1: food, 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 food. If I got
2: the food and I keep the wind in my favor, think about that. Yep. That's all. Just think about, just don't be tunnel visioned. Mm-hmm. You know, there are numerous opportunities, and don't get pigeonholed that it has to do this or has to be this right. or that. That, right. that Be flexible, just like we're talking to sheep, just like
1: we're talking all these other things. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all attainable. It is. It is. It's all attainable. And as I said, in wrapping up, I think, uh, you know, we want the listeners and the watchers to to realize that there's a lot of opportunity that's possible. You know, on um, very low budgets, I've done out-of-state hunts for as little as $500, and most of that was the tag. You know, um, of course, I went. Cheap and slept in the back of the truck, and you know ate dehydrated food. But I was able to do Been it. Been there, done it, right. and had a great time doing it. And man, when you go back and remember that years later, it just really puts a smile on your face when you talk about those. So, so take the opportunities that 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 are out there because you know there's a lot of them. Um, anything? Any closing thoughts, guys? No, I'll, no? I'll, I'll close. I'll close
2: it on my end with. It's all attainable. It really is. Set a goal and reach it. And as you're reaching that goal, make sure you set another. Always have a drive to make you go that one step further. That's right. Because when you don't do it that way...
1: You're going to settle back, and you don't want to settle back. No, there's no reason to. No. And age is no no inhibitor either. Nope. No. Yeah. All right. So we'll just wrap it up with that. And this that concludes this podcast with Ralph and Vicki of Off Grid with Ralph and Vicky. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. And again, thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. There'll be more more good podcasts coming. Lots more.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you come back again for more of Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid podcast with your host, Pete Rogers.